Well, hello. Welcome to episode 58 of Pegasus Radio. In today's episode, we look at the subject, the hard career lessons people will learn in 2020. Okay, let's dive in. Now, I did debate in my head long and hard whether I would do this episode because I'm conscious that many people are probably feeling pretty down at the moment. There are probably many people who find themselves out of work and now seeking employment. Now, of course, there are absolutely scenarios and caveats where some businesses have simply been very unlucky and the you know the effects of the coronavirus has literally wiped out a lot of their business overnight um which you know i appreciate none of us could have anticipated none of us saw it coming so there will be genuine cases of businesses finding themselves suddenly in a lot of trouble through no fault of their own i do entirely get that however it's also fair to say that individuals in their careers potentially make wrong choices in terms of their employers and are now unfortunately finding out the hard way that they'd made the wrong career choices um, in the past which leads them to a place now where they suddenly find themselves in a very difficult situation situation either now unemployed and looking for work or certainly still within an organization but in a very difficult position with the organization and so as i say i did debate heavily whether to actually do this episode because i'm conscious that it may feel like i'm kicking people while while they're down but i guess my logic to it was that actually a lot of what i'm about to go through is what i advise candidates on a daily basis in good times and bad times about making the right career choices and frankly, in a lot of t- cases, I suspect it probably falls on, on deaf ears because when you're in an environment in a, in a marketplace where everything is fine and dandy and everything is ticking along nicely, people do not have the vision to see that actually the things I'm saying, the points I'm making um, are actually true and, and will come to pass in the future. They can't see that. The only time maybe that those hard lessons will be learnt are in, unfortunately, times like these. And when I say times like these, I don't just necessarily mean relating to the coronavirus. I mean when we hit the next recession, etc. You know, some of these hard lessons were learned in 2008, 2009 as well. Um, and certainly it is about people making the right career choices. So I thought I would just do this episode to highlight some of the, I guess, mistakes people make. In in um, in so far as I genuinely, genuinely want it to help people in the future by making more informed career choices. I'm going to dive into some of what those are now, some of those hard lessons that I think people have learned. I think first one is is just simply joining a business with the wrong ethics. There are a lot of businesses that, as, I, as I've kind of put on earlier earlier posts, etc., and maybe some episodes, um, there are a lot of businesses who behaved incredibly badly in 08, 09, and a lot of those same businesses or individuals employed by some of those businesses who've now gone on to form other businesses are doing the same things again in terms of the way they treat their employees history does repeat itself this is a phrase i keep on saying but it genuinely does you know some of the organizations who are letting their trainees and graduates go 
some of those organisations who are letting anybody with under two years experience go, or simply some of those who have who've reached very quickly for a scalpel and have started to make redundancies or go through redundancy consultation at least, even though in reality they've still got a fairly sound business. They are simply just using this as an exercise to cut some to cut some fat so that they're going to maintain nice healthy profits for the owners. The reality is, folks, a lot of you knew who those organisations were because you've spoken to either the likes of myself or other kind of trusted individuals you know, kind of colleagues, ex-colleagues, friends who have warned you in the past, don't go after the organisation ethically. They do not treat people the right way. However, you were convinced by maybe the sparkly projects they had or the money they were putting on the table to you. And so you went into that organisation knowing full well that ethically the business was not as sound as others, but you still chose to do that. I just genuinely hope again that when you see what some of these businesses choose to do over the forthcoming weeks and months, that you will please, please remember this and choose next time to go to a business where you feel at heart it's ethically a good business who will look after its people. Okay, I think the next one is going to businesses that don't have the right structure. And by right structure, this could be all-encompassing and across a number of areas. I guess one is just as simple as having the right office environment and the right IT systems in place. I imagine a lot of individuals who have been used to sat working on desktops rather than laptops are now finding themselves um, in a terrible muddle trying to work out how to work remotely. And also, not only in terms of, um, I guess, immediately what we're going to have, but generally, how are they, how are they structured um, for the future, both in terms of the tech within their office environments, but also are they onboarding, geared up to the digitalization of the industry? Because for sure now, one thing we are going to see is an increased pace of that, the whole digitalization of the construction industry. So, you know, again, this is something I banged on for for the last year in particular. I've, I've really. Um, got on my kind of soapbox about it is that if you are not in a business that is embracing the fact that the industry is going to change then you are going to get rapidly left behind and I think that chasm will become even wider over this next 12 month period in my opinion but another another point structurally is do they have too few clients again I've always warned individuals against if you're going to an organization that is reliant on one or two key clients dependent on what the sector of those clients are in should that tap get turned off and they suddenly the your employer suddenly has no more work from one of those clients if that wipes out a good 30 to 50 percent of your workload overnight then that's going to leave the business you're employed by in a very precarious position but equally is going to leave you as an employee in a precarious position and then what's the structure within the organization in terms of the hierarchy organizations that are either too top heavy and thus carrying a very large cost base or indeed are very flat potentially and again carrying a very large cost base may be ones who get into trouble when they have to try and readjust within the within the market going forward where you know potentially businesses are certainly for I would suggest the next six months going to be seeing a drop of anywhere between 50 to 30 percent of revenue over the over the next few months and are having to adjust rapidly for that. If if you and others are part of a very top-heavy structure within that business, they've got very high overheads, then I do worry that some of you will find yourself in a precarious position. Okay, so the next thing that I suggest people, you know, again, in good times, kind of don't, 
don't always pursue is, is ensuring that you pursue and try to gain your professional qualifications. Now more than ever, if you find yourself in the job market and let's say you are a, uh, a quantity surveyor or building surveyor in particular, and you are within the consultancy world and you are not chartered because you've not found time to be chartered, um, or your business that you're in has not encouraged you to get chartered and hence you've let that drift. Now, if you do find yourself in the open market and you are not chartered, then candidly you will find, certainly if you want to go to a consultancy, you will find it more difficult without that letter, without those five letters after your name, that magic MRICS, or whatever the qualification you need for whatever you do in your in your particular profession industry. If you do not have that, you may well find it's a lot harder if you are not professionally qualified. So again, I repeat, you need to always concentrate on your professional development. Now is a great time to really knuckle down with your CPD, um, with pursuing things such as APC. If it's something you've let drift, you really need to try and get that nailed down uh, or certainly make sure you're on the right path to get that nailed as soon as possible. Okay, and then uh, I guess one of the big ones that, you know, again, I always advocate around is salary. Now, I am, I'm certainly one and continue to preach to make sure that you are, you are earning a credible market rate salary, that you are not being underpaid, but you are not being overpaid. There are certainly a lot of people who have really chased the money, I think, over the last over the last year or two and have gone to places that are paying very, very high salaries. The reality is these organizations paying high salaries have a very high utilization model, i.e. they want you, they need and want you to work very long hours to make that money count. Um, and hence not a great environment in the first place, in my opinion. But secondly, when we're in an environment now where suddenly that business may see a real drop off in their workload, and hence do not have the hours multiple to justify paying you the kind of salary that you are being paid. We're finding, of course, two or three different scenarios here. Some of you have been furloughed, um, but only at the government rate. So if you're on a high salary, it may, you know, having a maximum of two and a half grand a month is not going to do a lot for you in terms of your expenses. Um, or equally, you are being retained within that business. But of course, because the money is not coming in, they've asked you to take some quite significant drops. I've certainly heard of one consultancy who runs this model who is certainly expecting everyone to take a 40% drop in salary. So whilst they're still expecting everyone to work very hard, um, they are in reality making everyone take a 40% drop in salary, which I'm sure will be incredibly painful for some of those individuals. And or lastly, they simply just go straight for the scalpel and make you redundant because you're a very expensive overhead. And if the utilization model isn't there, then they will not justify keeping you on board. So, you know, again, I appreciate, you know, I may be kicking you while you're down here. But, you know, again, this attitude of people saying, I'm just going to go for whoever's going to pay me the most money. And if you're getting paid you know, let's say 20 to 30 percent higher than the going rate for your level in the market, then unfortunately, some of you will learn some very hard lessons about the error of pursuing the money over maybe going to a better structured organization. And equally, on the other end of the spectrum, people I speak to have probably been paid too little. And I tell them, look, there's probably a couple of reasons why you're being paid not great relative to market. One of two things. One is either your employers, the owners of, the, of your organization are quite greedy individuals and, you know, like to take a lot home for themselves. Or you're an organization that generally does not generate great fees and is probably, you know, generating well below 100K per head of fee earner, you know, as much as maybe below 75K per head of fee earner. 
again if the work drops off and they're already at the you know kind of on the on the uppers as it were already and not paying great money for well because they can't because of the fees that are be generated then again what happens when the market drops and they lose a section of their work suddenly the business is in trouble and hence you know they're going to have to make some hard choices about who they're able to keep on so it cuts both ways i've always advocated try and get a decent market rate but do not be too greedy and equally if you are being very underpaid be wary of the reasons why you're being underpaid it's either because that business is not generating great fees or you've got very greedy employers and those greedy employers probably will not think twice about making you redundant if it impacts their lifestyle. So, yeah, it's vitally important, I think, that you, you go for a decent market rate, but do not be too greedy and do not equally be taken advantage of salary-wise either. On a similar vein, going to an organisation that pays considerable bonuses as part of the package and or you are just used to getting a regular bonus and you almost equate that as part of your salary. So I'll often speak to an individual, let's say for argument's sake, who is earning, I don't know, 60 grand a year in salary, but they get a 10K bonus each year, and they've always had that 10K bonus, so would not move unless they get, let's say, something above 70, 75,000 to consider that if the business they're coming into does not give almost a guaranteed bonus. What I think you will find, what many of you will find, is even if these bonuses are in speech marks guaranteed i think you'll find many of them are not actually guaranteed when when times become hard so those of you who've cut your cloth to your means and have done your calculations in terms of your home finances each year based on getting that bonus i think some of you may become unstuck this year when you actually do not get that bonus now admittedly you have nothing to spend your money on at the moment sadly but the point being this may go on from this year and even the following year there may be there may be a knock-on effect to bonus levels equally if you're in a business where you are being paid um, a salary but a large chunk of that is then made up by a hefty bonus again businesses that are paying people like that and use that as a carrot to get people into the business I suspect you will find that many of those bonuses are not paid this year depending on when they were due or are due because of the current situation so again something I always advise people is do not rely on a bonus a bonus is just that it is a bonus for you to receive it. it is not something you should calculate your living expenses against Okay, and lastly, what I think a few people have done over the last three, four, five years, and, and I appreciate it's not something you can kind of fix overnight, but you've moved too regularly. So those individuals who I see moving within, you know, let's say you have five jobs within five years, the reality is if you find yourself out of work now in a current climate where recruitment is not very high on the agenda for the vast majority of businesses and if it is they're going to be incredibly fussy about who they take on if they look at your cv and you have moved five times in five years then they will view you as a kind of individual who could be an immediate flight risk as they say when you join their business and they would probably more than likely look at somebody with a more favorable employment history with less moves on the cv so i appreciate not all of you can dictate some of the moves that have happened you may have gone Genuinely, you may have had a bad run of luck where you've joined three or four bad organisations and for various reasons you've either had to leave or they've let you go through redundancy. I do appreciate that, but equally, there is an element of people doing more due diligence. Again, this is something I bang on about is making sure you join the right business where you know they're going to be a good business and a decent employer and not just jump in at the first opportunity that comes along because you want to get out of the current opportunity or current organisation you are in.
Okay, so I appreciate some of this advice may seem harsh. I appreciate some of this you cannot do anything about immediately. What I would say coming out of the other side of this is do really recall some of these hard lessons, folks, and, and make sure that you use them to mould your career choices going forward in the future. I think a lot of you, if you are, if you had your, if you had your hand on your heart, so to speak, you would put your, you would accept that you've made moves to some organisations where you knew the management had questionable, questionable morals, where you knew the salary almost seemed too good to be true, where you knew almost immediately, even even at interview stage, that you had some concerns about the validity about the security within within that business about the way they ran their business about the business model that they um, engaged with yet you probably moved for the pound signs or something else or you simply just didn't do your due diligence before making a move to that organization and you're now finding yourself regrettably either out of work or with a substantial substantial pay decrease but still expected to do a lot of hours um, or generally are just not happy where you are, but you now do not have the option to move at the moment. That is a position I think some of you will find yourselves in. Some of you, I think, genuinely will have gone in there, done all of what I asked you to do, the due diligence, etc., and still ended up finding yourself in a very difficult position. But I do think a lot of you probably found yourself in this position because you've joined an organisation that deep down you knew probably had issues in terms of the, either the way they're running their business or the morals of the business owners and that is now unfortunately coming home to roost so please 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 when we come out of this choose your employer wisely choose your employer that has decent ethics that does look after people that puts people ahead of profit and don't for a minute think that i'm naive to suggest that profit is not important a business without profit will go bust and you'll all lose your employment so I am not at all naive. A business has to be profitable, but it has to equally be sensible with how it runs its money. It has to keep um, decent cash reserves in the business to rain stormy weather like we're finding now. It has to be a business that does, whilst, yes, the owners have got to do well out of the business, it also it wants the people within the business to do well and it wants to look after its people. You know, again, if you go to a business where, you know, you've only got, one or two key clients that hold that business up now are the times when suddenly there's a sudden drop off in workload from that one client particularly if that end client is in a particular sector that's been hugely affected right now then again it just makes your business you are in unfortunately probably unviable at the moment and hence they'll have to make mass redundancies even if they are going through the furlough period to begin with so just please folks choose wisely do your due diligence go to the right recruiter i bang on about this a lot as well that I do think some of the recruiters that you guys have engaged in the past, um, frankly, have, have very poor ethics themselves and are just going to the businesses that are maybe paying them the highest fee or by virtue of you having a very high salary, they'll get the highest fee. I would argue that the, the group of clients I work with are all very good organisations run by decent, decent folk who are ethical about the way they engage with their people and will look after their people to the best of their efforts to do so. That, for me, is why you should come to somebody like myself who only works with clients I'm comfortable, are good employers, whereas I think, unfortunately, a lot of my competition will just go to the ones where they think they can generate the highest fees. And often, folks, it's organisations that have high churn rates where 
there is a high degree of recruitment because they're not keeping their people they're having to re recruit others and hence that's where some of my competitors gravitate to i would say i've got a good crop of clients who do look after their people and i think now that will be a telling time over the next few months the organizations who do look after people and the ones who don't okay i don't know if i, I always i always end these by saying i hope that's been a useful one um i do hope it's been a useful one for for formulating your plan career plan for the future i appreciate some of you may be thinking well thanks very much paul for this one that's not 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 very nice kicking me while i'm down but i do think genuinely some of you have made career choices with your eyes wide open need to take some responsibility for that and make sure you make better career choices going forward if any of you need to have a discussion about your career please please do drop me a line more than happy to jump on a phone call or a zoom call and have a chat with you okay stay safe folks bye